everyone to a fantastic new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a great new show in store for you today. And joining us, we have some new faces and a familiar face to tell us about this show. We have the playwright and actress Charlotte Purser, the director Anna Marginano, and returning to speak with us, we have the actor Jens Rasmussen. They're all part of This Thistle Media in association with Bechtel Project's presentation of War Letters. It's playing December 15th through the 21st at WP Theater. Tickets and more information can be found at thisthistle.com. We are so excited to share the show with you, and we're excited to learn more. So let's go ahead and welcome in our guests, Charlotte, Anna, and Jens. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Great to be back. <laughs> Thank you for having us. I'm so excited that you're all here, Jens. I'm so happy that you're with us again, and this time on solid dry land. It's so <laughs> wonderful that you're 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 shaking off the, the canoe and the kayak, and you're coming this way. That's right. Um, but we've got this great new show that you all are a part of, The War Letters. And I want to start with you, Charlotte, as the playwright. Can you tell us a little bit about what this show is about? So in 2001, over a thousand love letters written during World War II were found in my grandmother's attic. My grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and had to move to 24-hour full-time care. And the letters were found by my mom and her sisters. And my grandmother ended up looking at them every single day when she was in the, in the nursing home. And after she passed, my mom spent three years scanning all of these letters. And then when I decided to write a play, she sent them to me on a little thumb drive. So the play itself takes these letters and tells not only the story of my grandparents' love, but delicately traces my grandmother's experience of Alzheimer's. And we use elements of magic and illusion to highlight the ways in which there is still hope, even when everything seems lost. That's so lovely. So, Charlotte, what was the antithesis that inspired you to write this show? Well, I was an actor for a really long time. I still am. I probably had been acting strictly only acting for about 13 years and things were not going the way I wanted them to. And so I decided to start creating my own work. And this was the second or third piece that I created. I created two films and then I started to write this play. And actually the play ended up taking me seven years to write. <laughs> I say in the play, I learned how to write a play by writing the same play over and over. Well, that is quite the journey for the show. Now, Anna, I want to bring you in. You're the director of the show. How did you come upon the piece? Well, at some moment, I received like a lovely email from Charlotte saying like, hey, I knew, actually, I already knew about the project because the play was already developed with the partners that I have in my company called Pop-Up Psychiatrics, Tamila Woodard. So Tamila started developing the piece and then at some moment, Tamila couldn't do it anymore. So Charlotte wrote to me. And as you said, it's an incredibly, like once you hear like the journey of the play, you want to be a part of it. You want to be there. You want to have anything, something, you know, to, to, to do with it. So I was like, yes, yes, yes. Of course, yes. Wonderful. I love that. I want to bring in our other voice here in the conversation. That, of course, is Jens, who is the other actor in the show. And I want to know, you know, what has it been like developing this new work? 
I mean, it's been great. It's kind of funny to hear you call it new because we've been developing it for, <laughs> Charlotte's been writing it for seven years. We've been workshopping it for, well, I mean, if we count pandemic years, I guess it's five years. Yeah. So even that seems like maybe it's been longer than that. So it's been, it, it, it feels a little bit like putting on, like putting on like comfortable clothes, like, uh, like a like a good sweater but each time each time you put it on you're like oh god i forgot how good this feels this is like so it's it, it's been wonderful every time we've done it but this has been a particularly fruitful and exciting process as we're mounting it for this production this like fully staged productions we've had readings and like workshop productions but this is the first time it's fully staged and it's just like really grown i think all of us are really excited about this stage in the journey that is incredible now i kind of want to snowball off of that answer and i want to bounce back to you anna and I want to know, as you all have been developing this and getting ready for the opening, is there a message or a thought you're hoping the audiences take away from the show? Yes, of course, always. It's, it's a lot about, I think it's, it's a lot about identity and about how much in the world outside, in those letters, once identity can be found, like the relationships that we have with our own memories. What are the things that make somebody's life actually precious in the end? So I feel like something around that about like the preciousness of life, the preciousness of like the things that we have, like the the relationships that we have, the papers, those those things that are disappearing as we touch them, who also happen to be the real fabric of life, how precious all that is. That would be the idea or like the feeling that I would love for the audience to get from our play. That is so lovely. Charlotte, I want to ask that same question to you because not only are you the other actors, but you're also the playwright of the show. So is there a message or thought you have in mind for audiences to take away from this? Yeah, I feel like I want audiences to come away with a renewed sense that they're not alone. You know, that there's always the possibility for magic in the world and in relationships with other people. And I think that that I would like them to walk away with a sense of hope for the future, even though the play is about Alzheimer's and ultimately Alzheimer's is about death, but it's, it is somehow a very hopeful play. And so I, I hope that they can, I hope <laughs> that they can take it with them and, and have a little bit of that magic as they walk out. Love that. That was a really, dare I say, comforting thought, you know, when, when dealing with such a powerful subject. So that's so lovely. My final question for this first part, I'm going to direct at you, Jens, and I'm going to ask, who do you hope have access to the war letters? Obviously, everybody. You know, we were always hoping that everybody can, you know, as wide an audience as possible. But I think folks that... Now, you know, it, like it's it's such a good play. It it really speaks to so many points of view. You I mean you might might think that it's just like for people that like have, you know, people with cognitive decline in their lives, but it's such a great love story. It's such a great story of people 
holding on to each other through trauma, which, you know, like fucking everybody in the world understands right now. So it's really, it's really a beautiful story for anybody. So I hope they'll all come. switch things now for our second part of the interview and let our listeners get a chance to know the three of you a little bit better of course like i've mentioned in the intro jens we've had you here before so i'm interested to pick your brain a little bit more and charlotte i want to start first with you and i want to ask you what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or just some of your favorites i really love david henry wang i think he's an incredible writer and his work has so much depth on so many levels artists that inspire me years ago i saw this production of private lives on broadway with alan rickman and he was one million percent committed to his role i'd never seen i would never have thought of him in a comedic role because it's that noel coward play and he was incredible. He was so phenomenal that I still think about it to this day. And he was phenomenal because he 100% committed to the reality of the role. And so even when he was like flopping on furniture and being dramatic, everything was like completely intricately woven into his into his work. And you could see and sense the the level of like, he had mined the material for every single moment and second and breath within it. And it was just amazing. And things like that inspire me, you know, like the, the idea that, that you can always go deeper and dig deeper and find more and, and get more nuanced and find, you know, the, the truth and the authenticity of a moment is like, that's me as an actor. That's absolutely what I'm fighting for every time. I love that. What a wonderful group of inspiration there. And you cannot go wrong with Alan Rickman. Let's be real. That <laughs> genuinely a person you could, you could pay to watch, listen, read a phone book right there. <laughs> oh, gone way too soon. Yes. Mm. Benz, I, I want to ask you, how did you come into the performing arts? You know, it's a common story. It was it was a high school high school uh, choir teacher who also ran the theater program, and I don't know what she. I was from a small Catholic school, and I had basically been picked on and bullied. I I was I was learning disabled, or what they called learning disabled now. And then I would have been called ADHD and on Ritalin, I suppose, if I had grown up now. And so I didn't have a real, I, I didn't have a very good time fitting in. And I don't she, I don't know what she saw. She never told me, but she was like, I want you to audition for this play, or I think it was a play first. And she cast me in, oh, I think it was, I think it was The Good Doctor, which is a series of one act plays by what's his face? Yes. Neil Simon. Oh my God. It's Neil Simon. <laughs> he, thank you. You were, you were about to look it up and save me. Yeah. So she cast me in that. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. I like this. I enjoy this. I had always wanted to do it, but like my 
teachers in grade school, Catholic grade school, wouldn't uh, wouldn't permit me to get anywhere near the school plays. I think because they didn't trust me that I to to do what I was told. So that began like that that was the start of it and then she like cast me in every every show and you know and and by the end of high school i was like thinking trying to decide like if i could pursue theater as a as a career which was absolutely fucking insane because like my entire family was like full of like laborers carpenters and bricklayers and there were there were there's nobody that that had practically even had a college degree but certainly nobody that worked in the arts or any any creative or intellectual field that is a fantastic origin story right there i love that well anna i would love to know from you i mean looking at your bio and all the great things that you've done and as accomplished of a director as you are, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Oh, I love it all. But, and the favorite changes depending on what moment of the process I, I am. One of the most favorites is research when we're developing a new play. Research was the thing that transported me, that allowed me to speak with people whom in regular life I would have never spoken to. It opened universes for me of understanding, of connecting that I would have never had access to. So it's kind of like always like the, the part of work that humbles me the most. And also it's like the time that the playwright and me, if I'm involved, like, you know, we, we, we get to dream of what can be. And dreaming of what could be, it's kind of like, really amazing there are no budget restraints at this moment there is like no everything is possible and you you know you 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 go to the people and you kind of like get their stories and then you think like what can this be what shape will is going to have is it going to be immersive it's going to be on the stage is it going to have like lots of actors few actors oh it's all up for grabs at that moment everything is possible so i absolutely love that part but then i cannot say that I love just as much, if not more, the rehearsal time when I get, we actually get to make it. And it's always like a time of vulnerability when we actually get to meet the audience for the first time. And that's also like a very favorite part, but it's a, it's a fearful favorite part mm-hmm. if you want. It's such a vulnerable moment. But when, when the performance and the audience meet and you can sense that meeting in the air you can feel the electricity in the air like going from the audience and the actors oh my god that's absolutely my favorite (laughs) i love that that's a fantastic answer and now we've arrived at my favorite question to ask guests which is what is your favorite theater memory or jens in your case what is another of your favorite memories I'll jump in. I don't remember what my answer was last time, but I, back in the 90s, I found myself at the Paris Opera and saw a dance company, a Bouteau dance company that I, I, I never even knew what Bouteau dance was, but I saw this company, Sankai Juku, who actually, I think just this past year was in New York again, 
or might be in New York right now. But it was the most incredible thing I had ever seen. Uh, it like I when I I actually I still think about that performance to this day I and mean, just the visuals, the the physical prowess, the simplicity, the the truthfulness of the movement, the yeah. So I I mean I I don't really differentiate between dance and theater. So that's the that that was the first one that came to my mind as theater. Just yeah, Sankai Juku at the Paris Opera in the nineties. That is very cool. That's a great memory. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for bringing it up. I remember like when I was very young, actually this memory is not from a show that I made. It was a show that I was helping with, but I wasn't directing it. And a good friend of mine was directing it. He imagined a show based on a Russian play that now I forget its name called Home, which was about homeless children. And he had this brilliant idea to cast actually actual homeless children. So of course he needed help. So I went there to help. And basically I won't go into the whole journey, which was like incredible. And at the end of the process, like not only that they had a really incredible, amazing show, but they also like obtained a house for the children, which was kind of like, you know, and we stayed in touch with the children who are now grown up and have their own children. But what happened with those kids during the process? Like the way they changed, the way they, some of them didn't know how to read, but, but by the end, they were all actors. Like it, 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 it's kind of like, it's always like my favorite memory because it showed me and I was like very young. So I was like able to take it. It showed me how powerful, like, you know, like so many times we think of theater, like, or performer, performing arts, like entertainment. It's so much more, or it can be like so much more. It has like such a transformative, tremendous transformative power. So it can really create new beings, basically. Mm. Well, like, oh my God. Wow. Such a great memory. Um, oh, that makes my heart feel so full. Thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. Thank you for bringing it back. <laughs> I haven't seen about it in a long time. <laughs> Charlotte, how about you? I'm torn between two. I'm debating. So the first one is, you know, the play Art? Yeah. By Yasmina Reyes. Yeah. So I was, after I graduated from college, I got a student work visa for the UK for six months. And I was like, you know, tending bar at some place. And like, I couldn't even afford the subway. Like I walked you know, through from the from the bar where I was like living upstairs to the West End, it took me like, you know, 45 minutes to go and see this to go and see this play. And it was my first West End play to see I had moved from Texas to London. <laughs> and so I really hadn't had much of a chance to see like proper plays. And I saw art and it was um, George Went was in it. And it was the most, it was like just so magical how this story about a white painting on a white background was really about friendship and male friendship and how these men cared so deeply for each other that like even, even like, you know, a side eye or an unkind word about this painting or somebody's opinion would like cut them so deeply. And I just found that, that, 
it was it was incredibly moving and beautiful to see this vulnerable story of these men, these like fully grown adult men who who their hearts break as easily and as as deeply as my own. And I found it incredibly powerful. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All three of your memories were so, so good. Thank you so much for sharing those. That is lovely. Do any of you have any other upcoming projects or productions that we might be able to plug for you? If you happen to be in Miami this February, <laughs> we will often immersive called with the, the juggernaut company called Conjuring the King. Very cool. That'll be a, a, a great place to be at that time of year. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect place I'm to jelly. be. No, I, Bechtel Project is having a, a reading this Friday. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but Friday the 8th, we're having a, a reading of a new play one of our fellows is writing called In the Temple of Light, which we're excited about. But yeah. Well, my final question for all of you is if our listeners would like more information about the war letters or about any of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? You can follow us on social media. My Instagram is Charlotte INC. So I am Charlotte INC on Instagram and I have some links and you can go and visit these links and see there's a promo video for the war letters to learn a little bit more about the project. You can also visit thisthistle.com, which is the website for the war letters, or you can visit my uh, my website, which is charlottepurser.com. And for all things Jens Rasmussen, jensrasmussen.info. And I can be found on anamarginano.net or Instagram anna.marginano. Wonderful. Well, Charlotte, Anna, and Jens, thank you all so so much for taking the time to speak with me this evening and sharing this incredible show i'm so excited to see it and just be moved by this powerful story so thank you all so much for your time tonight our pleasure thank, thank you. you for having us my guests today have been the playwright and actress charlotte purser the director Anna Marginano and the actor Jens Rasmussen. They're all part of This Thistle Media in association with Bechtel Project's presentation of The War Letters. It's playing December 15th through the 21st at WP Theater, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting thisthistle.com. We also have some other contact information for our guests, which we'll be posting on our episode description, as well as on our social media posts, but the most important thing you need to do is head over to thisthistle.com and get your tickets now for the war letters playing December 15th through the 21st. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel 
free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.